This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. What is that? start here. Uh, so bear with me, just getting things uh, set up so I can record. And uh, we get uh, we'll, we'll get on our way here. No, 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 no. Let's go through the same pattern every time. All the time. Now I'm going to change it from hotline to live at five. See how that operates? Oh, not now. Creepers. Now I'm turning into Imus in the morning. Don Crickey coming in from Buffalo. Okay, so um, welcome back. I guess I could start saying that, right? Uh, as, uh, just, for, just for a programming note, once again, uh, uh, current mayor Jeff Smith is uh, out of town, so that's why I sat in today for the hotline show. I'm also actually going to do that again tomorrow. Uh, and of course, uh, Jeff will be Jeff Smith. Rather, will be back. Too many Jeffs. We'll be back next week. So, just as a programming note. Okay. So, when I look over at the phone, it's blinking, and it could be one of only one pe- person. One per- only. There's only one man on this phone line, and here he is. Jason, what's going on? This ain't Jason. Come on, man. Oh my goodness! Now, see, now you're turning it. It's Tim the Enchanter. Formerly known exactly, as the blanket. Glenn. Now you're turning it to Jason Listen, Treiman. I know you don't want to talk about the park issue. But I want <laughs> what, by the way, by the way, Tim, 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 hold up. Yeah, na- yeah, na- um, yeah. Just, just a quick survey. Should I stop clapping? Oh, my alarm's going off. I don't know how to stop that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he didn't hear me anyway. All right, go ahead. What? T- turn your alarm off and uh, hit me with your best shot, yeah. Tim. Did we lose him? Yeah, we lost him. All right, Tim will call in. I don't know. You know, people are saying that. Uh, oh, you don't want to talk about? I, of course, I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about within the realms, of course, of of good taste. Seven five five. A little bit of Jeff Graham there. Uh, you know, this this story keeps on going back and forth, but now it looks like uh, you know, I'm talking about golf. It, it seems like it's a done deal, regardless of this latest uh, article or this this latest story about uh, Bob Sly and the letter from from November. You back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry, Glenn. That's all right. You're good. I had my alarm set. I didn't know how to turn it off. So right. when I turned it off, I hung up on you. That's all right. All right. That's so here's the thing about Lisa's text. Yeah. Okay? Right. She likes to text in and say, uh, Bob Sly's notice does not matter because it came too late. Right. She, she texted she that said today. that on the news. Okay? Right. Number one, Bob Sly didn't think it was too late. Because he knew that meeting was coming up. That's why he sent that thing. Hmm. Number one. She thinks she's smarter than Bob Sly. She thinks she's smarter than anybody in the room. Let me tell you something. She's a real estate, uh, realtor, really uh, whatever she is in real estate. Just because you have a purchase office uh, offer not, is not a binding contract until you sign the papers and get the keys. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens up to then. She, they most certainly could have looked at that Bob Slice thing and said, let's get an appraisal. Mm-hmm. The reason they didn't want to, they knew that it was wor- not worth what they're saying, okay? Mm-hmm. She's saying, oh, the, that didn't matter about Bob Slice. We already voted. No, if her real estate agent conducts their way, uh, self like that, 
if I put a purchase offer in, all of a sudden I go over to your house, right. and I say, oh, your house is twice the house for the same price, right. I'm going to say, hey, I'm taking my purchase offer off the table. Right, right. I'm going to buy this house. Right, right, sure. You think I'm, you think I'm obligated to stay in that purchase offer? No, you're not. You are not a prisoner to a purchase offer. So when, they, when she said that that paper came in too late, why did you vote on money then? Because it was already all said and done. She's saying, right? She's 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 uh, tripping over her own words. Hmm. And let me tell you something. Yeah, Bob Sly should be offended that Lisa Ruggiero and and only is treating him like he's a goofball. Okay, like he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Lisa's doing that. But, huh? Well, I don't know if Lisa's been approached. Uh, you know, looked at Bob well, that Lisa way. But we all know that Cliff has. Came in too late. Right. Well, uh, yeah. What's that saying? What's that saying? What are you saying to a charity like that? I don't I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, you goofball, you screwed up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, listen. If I was Bob Sly, I would take my time. After the first of the year, right. and I wouldn't even do it if I was Bob. Right. So Lisa keeps texting in and trying to cover her tracks. Well, let me open up another can of worms. Oh, yeah. All right, this is beyond the park thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got the problem with the price, not the land. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the problem: when you start setting a precedent, right? When you're a city council President. and you conduct right, business yes. in this manner, mm-hmm. you're going to be held to that fire. And what you sow is what you're going to reap. Right. Because down the road, you'll see, I'm not an attorney. You can ask an attorney this. Right. I Let's ask Bob Sly. I want to to the same standards in this um, uh, scenario right. as in others down the road. Right. So this might, they might get away with that. Mm-hmm. And they think they're happy they're going to get away with that. But. Lawsuits don't mean that you can't have more lawsuits right. against them oh, for can't different matters. Sure. They're talking about this matter. Mm-hmm. And when somebody comes and is treated differently than this matter, mm-hmm. there will be a lawsuit and uh, because they're, they're, they're going to be prejudiced mm-hmm. not uh, having the same standards right. to a different person that, as they are Lundy. Gotcha. That means you don't need no appraisal. You don't, you don't need no study. You don't need anything. Right. But why? If they ask for that, watch a lawsuit down the road, guys. <laughs> but I'm uh, sorry for my no, voice. You're good. People. I know you say. Lisa is tripping over the words. And then Cliff. Oh, my God. We you haven't got the Cliff, Cliff yet. enough sense to keep his mouth shut. Well, that was what I was going to. Dipping yeah. off. Stop sliding. Call right. him up. Whatever. He's been trying to get him out of there. Yeah, if twice. Was, I would wait till the paperwork's done. Right. I agree with you. I, that that interview last night in the grassy knoll in front of uh, Cliff's place, unnecessary to say. That's why I wanted him out of there twice. Uh, it's just yeah, it's like, not why good would government. Cliff open up his mouth like that I, because it, because he's Cliff Councilman Cliff only, only Cliff only, only Cliff only. All right, listen, Tim the Enchanter, gotta go. I we're wanna... not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. <laughs> there you go. Bye, Glenn. All right, thanks. That's uh, Tim the Enchanter. So speaking of Cliff Only, he wrote something about four hours ago on Facebook. Again, this is uh, this is this is odd, and I'll and I'll share some of the, the the responses that he got. He said, "Why this is Cliff? Why didn't we get an appraisal for the uh, for the property there 
Oh, okay. What, the, why didn't we get an appraisal for the Watertown Golf Course and 64 acres? Okay, that's the question, I guess. That's, the, that's how he st- starts this off. Stewart's, the new Stewart's on Washington Street, and he's got a picture of the old, of the lot without Stewart's and what it looks like today, paid about $725,000 for an acre to purchase uh, right there at 703 Washington Street, so forth and so on. He goes on to say and ask, would an appraisal of these three parcels, so there were three parcels there, would an appraisal of these three parcels have reflected the value of this location to Stewart's convenience stores? Well, that's what an appraisal is, right? What would, be, what would the appraisal have shown? Our deals value much more than just an appraised value of the land and golf course. It's about what we're going to build there for the residents of Watertown. So some of the comments, one of which is like, uh, oh, now I can't remember. Now it's, he's had money. One guy just said, Cliff, just give it up. <laughs> You know, you just, you just, just uh, to continue, you know, you got what you wanted, just move on. The more you talk about this, just like you did last night about Bob Sly, just to the credit, of course, Tim the Enchanter there, the deal isn't officially done yet. So don't rock the boat by, by saying, oh, yeah, I wanted to get him out of there twice when he's going to be leaving in three weeks. I don't know if that's wise. So that's on Facebook now. And Cliff, Cliff is very outspoken. He knew that he knew uh, he, he was going to be, uh, you know, uh, scrutinized for a lot of his decisions. But uh, sometimes you got to know when to just, you know, just like the gambler, you know, you got to know when to fold them, know when to hold them. And, uh, and at this point, you know, from the way Lisa's talking, just like last night on Channel 7, it's a done deal. Whether or not there's, there's a letter back in November 28th of Bob Sly's concern, whatever, done. Again, this is a controversial thing. I knew once this came out, what? They, Lisa said back in August, Extrovert and others can't remember that. They know that. They're the insiders. Maybe this did come up in August. But from my recollection, this really didn't start happening, really, I think, until after Jeff, Jeff uh, took ill and, and wasn't here. So that was I, – I always use that as a litmus test because I know how long I've been doing the Hotline Show now. So that's a little over a month. This just came up very, very quickly. And it's been contentious. There's that word again. I know that. And, you know, I've been, you know, put on, you know, here, here, the carpet here and there for, well, you can't say this. These aren't the facts and all that stuff. What did you expect? What did you, I mean, God, the golf issue has been, the blade of grass issue has been floating around for years now. Did you, did you not expect this? And, and then to say, oh, we don't need an appraisal? It's just, that's why we've had this reaction. This is a non-judgmental city. We, Lisa and I talked about that in the Monday but when it comes right down to it, there's a lot of people out there, whether they showed up on Monday night at the council meeting or not, are just up in arms about this. So they just want answers. That's all. It's as simple as that. So when we make comparisons to a, to a golf course that's being sold down on Route 3, somewhere down in Oswego County, and we say, well, look at the amount of acreage there and look what we got here. And, you know, what is it? Is, I mean, yeah, okay. My house in Watertown, New York is worth a certain amount of money. You put my house in the middle of East Northport, Long Island, it, it goes up three times. I don't know if there's a huge difference between Jefferson County and some little golf course in, you know, in Oswego. I, I, you know, but it was, you know, to, to Cody Harbaz's uh, point, it, it, you know, it was substantially different. So these are why people ask questions. There's no reason why people can't ask these questions. It's still, at least from, from all accounts, and uh, thanks to Elon Musk for, you know, stepping it up, uh, this is a free country, and it's our constitutional right. So there you have it. Thanks, uh, Tim the Enchanter. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. All right, so earlier today, and uh, Joe Wessner and I were talking about it in the uh, sales office. There was a fascinating story. I don't have it queued up here, but I'll just, 
Uh, let's see if I sent it to myself. I did. Uh, Channel 7 did a story last night on the difference between uh, Watertown and Ogdensburg, just as an example. And, uh, and Joe agreed with me. The, the young man that the reporter there, I think his name is Chad Charette, he reminds me of the actor that played Harold and Harold and Maud. He, he's got a striking resemblance. And I, I guarantee if anyone went up to Chad and said, hey, did you ever see the guy in, in, in Harold and Maud? And he was like, Harold and who? That was made in the 70s when my parents were dating. You know, well, well maybe they were back in high school because he's a young kid. But if you see this uh, the, the, under his new, you know, he talks about the budget between the two cities. But the gist of it is, like, it's amazing how much more expensive it is to live in Ogdensburg as a homeowner than it is right here. And let's face it, Watertown has its challenges. And we all know those challenges. You listen to this show for five minutes, we'll pretty much reflect that. But Ogdensburg... And, you know, sorry, in the eyes of, say, former President Judge, you know, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump might call it a, you know, a hole. But it, it's amazing because the difference, they use an example here of a typical, you know, I don't know, for 3,500 square foot house, whatever. But in Augsburg, you're going to be spending almost double in taxes. And I remember um, Dave Mance had issues with that because he, he, he bought the property up there years ago on Ford Street in, in, uh, in Augsburg. It's still there. And they just, one year they made a huge difference of 19, I think it was an additional $19,000 in property taxes for that place. And it was on a dead end street. It wasn't even on a main strip or anything. So that's when I started realizing, and again, this was, this was a good, mm, almost 20 years ago. And I started realizing that, you know, in, in a town that's faltering, that still claims to be a city, a city, I think my, my understanding is a city is qualified as a city by 10,000 residents or more. Ogdensburg, the best days in Ogdensburg, Messina, I don't want to say this, but at this juncture, it seems like they're way, they're, they're, that ship has sailed. And I think they're kidding themselves to think that they could still have, what, eight people in council, uh, XYZ people in the fire department, and, 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 a, and a city manager that makes in excess of $120,000 a year. You know, th- these are good-paying jobs for, for a good reason, because that's an important job. It's an important job to be a, 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 a fireman or a police officer. But there comes a time when you've got you to stop kidding yourself. You're not a city anymore. So what happened, and this, is hap- this happened back in the day with Dave Mance, it's like, what do they do when, when they run out of resources, when they run out of money? They start ta- taxing more people that are, that, you know, the dumb ones that stuck around and didn't move to Pennsylvania or the Carolinas or Florida or retire or go somewhere else. They're just double taxing over, over time, of course, the people that have stuck around. So that's the difference. I, it, again, w- th- there's another big difference. Watertown is subsidized, like you wouldn't believe, by the federal government in far in excess of any other town in this region, including Ogdensburg. And I don't know the f- true facts behind that, but I must take a guess. It's got to do something with Fort Trump and the installation. And, of course, the other big factor that this young man came up with in this report last night, you should check it out. It's on there. It's called A Tale of Two Cities, uh, uh, Ogdensburg and uh, Watertown Taxes. It's uh, a good story by Chad Charette. And uh, a great reflection of uh, not just the difference between us and Ogdensburg, but where Watertown stands in the whole scheme of things. Uh, and, oh, and the other one that I failed to mention was that we get a tremendous amount of revenue from, from, the, uh, from the river uh, and uh, generated from uh, the turbines there. So that's, that's, that's a big, big factor. And, and granted, we're a much bigger city, so we have a bigger tax base, but it's all relative. But it's amazing. Uh, here's an example. In an Ogdensburg house assessed at $150,000 has a city tax bill of 2488 that's $2,488. On the other hand, a Watertown house assessed for the same value pays half the tax at 1317 
Taxes pay for city services like police and fire. In Augsburg, a property owner gets a 23-person uh, uh, police department, according to its website, and a 17-member fire department, including the chief. Compare this to Watertown, where, uh, where less is paid in tax, and those ser- city services employ more people. Just fascinating. And again, I don't know why Channel 7 did that story. You know, when a story falls on your lap, and say, hey, wait a minute, they want to sell the golf course for $3.4 million. There is a story. But for some young kid in his 20s to say, hey, let's, let's do, I don't know who the editor is over there. It must have been Jeff Cole. Say, hey, let's, let's make a comparison. Let's, let's show what it is all about between here and what it's. So whoever made that astute observation and made a story about it on Channel 7, kudos to you. Because not only is it, is it just one of the many things, one of the many reasons why you should watch local news, and we only essentially have one local news broadcast every day, it's, it's also a reason to learn something about your, your environment as well. I, I, was, I was really entranced by that story. And if you get a chance, if you didn't see it last night, go on their website and, and uh, check it out for yourself. It, it reflects a lot. All right, so this is a perfect opportunity. Things have slowed down. Looks like we're just kind of moving on and so forth. I know this issue isn't going away, but let's do this. Let's do a commercial break. You're listening to the Live at Five show on the 15th of December. We'll be back after this. Happy holidays from here. Thanks, Santa. All right, so what I did was uh, today in my travels, every now and then I'm just inspired by things. Not that this is an inspiration. I just simply took my, uh, uh, excuse me while I take my camera out. And uh, now I can't find it. This is the worst. It's like what, trying to get a dog to do tricks for people, and now it's not happening. So annoying. My life sucks sometimes. It really does. But anyway, there was a muscle car, like a 1986, 1987 Oldsmobile Cutlass International. I had a newer version of that from the 90s. That, that's when, you know, GM went to crap. And everything turned into a jelly bean design. And, uh, but back in the 80s, they still made muscle cars. So it's no surprise when you go to Big Apple Music at the foot of the Arsenal Street Bridge, you're going to see something there, a boat, a big RV. And today, this, this, it was gray with stripes and a spoiler in the back. And I just, wow, this is beautiful. This is just gorgeous. The last of the muscle cars, it's already gotten a decent response. Of course, Connie Campany, the uh, Penelope pit stop Corvette lady, she liked it. So did Mike White. So anyway, that was, uh, it's probably going to, I don't know, they're working on it right now. So if you're on Arsenal Street in the daytime, of course, uh, check it out. It's just a beautiful car, beautiful vehicle. I was never into car, I mean, I I, I loved, I don't know what it was. For instance, I saw a video yesterday. And, and, and this, is, this would be something I would ask Joe Stanley. This 66 Chevy Savelle and a three-lane highway and interstate decides to floor it in this fast lane. He loses control immediately, try, overcompensates, slams on the brakes, and then you know, moves over from the left lane, the, 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 the speeding lane, <coughs> passing lane, excuse me, <coughs> to the slow lane where some poor, unassuming bastard is driving an SUV. And he crashes into him. This is all recorded from a car behind them. And you can hear their comments. They're like foreigners. Like, oh, look, look what's happening. And, boy, that, that SUV, I, I, thank God for seatbelts. Because there's no way in the world that body, that driver would still be in that vehicle. It flipped over three times so quickly. So, you know, you always got to worry about deer. Got to worry about ice, icy conditions, trees falling on you, you know, motorcycles. You got to worry about cars essentially that are in front of you, Right. Or going to cross over an intersection. Here it is. This guy is just driving along. He has no clue that this guy is coming from that angle. 
So it's just so imperative that, you know, again, just like they taught you in, uh, in driver's education back in the 60s and 70s, get the big picture. Look in that side view mirror. You never can predict when someone's going to try to be a, you know, a cowboy in a 66 Chevelle. But it's amazing. That I, and I'm assuming no one got hurt. But you never know in, these, in this day and age. Hi, you're on the air. Glenn, I was going to talk about movie, but I don't want to piss Louie off. Nah. <laughs> Louie was hot on the hotline. Not only that, he doesn't like me clapping. I'm sorry, Louie. I, I just know a lot of useless information on old movies or old TV that right. people might enjoy. But oh, I love it. I, love I don't want to get Louie. Nah, no, 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 no. You know, what I called about, Glenn, uh, uh, how long has uh, Cody owned the golf course? Is that the Elm course? Uh, no, he he didn't own that course. No, he just posted that. It is the Elms. Oh, I thought he was part owner of that or something. No, I I he isn't. No, I don't think so. You ever played there? No, I heard it's nice though. It's a lot longer course than uh, Thompson Park. Is it really? Oh, geez, yeah, I, that's a surprise. That numerous times. So is so is Ives. Ives is much bigger than the park. Yes, but uh, he had a uh, five hundred thousand, I think, on. Uh, I believe Mr. Sly's letter said 500000 Is that it? It's assessed that, yeah. But uh, that's why I don't understand why they're ignoring that figure. There's no way that's a $3.5 million course. Well, I mean, you got a lot of new golf carts. The golf cart after COVID goes for probably double in price. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, you got to, you know. You're talking probably over a million dollars. A million dollars what? The difference? For or everything, or? with the equipment. And, right, uh, right, right. Uh, I don't think three and a half million is a little bit over the top, in my opinion. You know, I, going back to the actual, remember, I, 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 I just kind of innocently read the, the original headline a couple months ago, and, and it wasn't August, but I remember seeing, and I made a, I made a comment, oh, $3.4 million, that's ironic, that's the cost of a new pool. And in my head, coming from downstate where everything costs you know, a gazillion dollars, I'm like, oh, that's not bad. And boy, did I get a mouthful from a couple of people, what are you talking about? What do you? Yeah, what? It's a little. Uh, so it's we got. Played, uh, one day I played. I used to play all the time years ago. We played Adams for eighteen. Yeah. Then we shot down to the Elm. Played another eighteen. Wow. Same day. Yeah. Oh Grabbed my God. Some beer on the way down. No beer on the course. We didn't pay any attention to it. Right. I, t- I hit one of the best forwards I ever hit, Glenn. Yeah. Right in the water. I took that forward, and I whipped that son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> into the water. Yeah. And you never saw it again, and you probably regretted that once the, the no, moment. My friend it, went and got it. Did he really? <laughs> Wait a minute. You, your friend I went. Said I couldn't hit a ball all day. What a discouraging game. One thing about the Watertown Greens. You played that course, Glenn? Yeah, I have. It's been a while. Oh, though. if you uh, you can miss a three foot putt by twenty feet. Yeah, sure. You missed a hole. Yeah, yeah. The uh, fastest greens I ever played. That wasn't that good, but I could play a little bit. Ives were pretty fast too. Oh, yeah, I knocked in a 40-footer on Watertone. One of the courses there, one putt for 40-foot yeah. for 11. Wow. So, <laughs> so, you're, so you're a good golfer. Oh, it was a school. We had a lot of fun. Well, I just got into the game. I used to play all the time. I worked nights, and I played during the day because my brother was a member up to Watertone for a while. Right. And we'd go out and play uh, during the day. Yeah. But I could play a little bit. I played in a league in Rustic for quite a few years. Do you golf now? I haven't played on a course since 98. So, you know, I've been going back and forth. You know, some people suggest some guy called here this past week saying, you know, golf is as big as it's ever been. Do you think golf is as popular as it used to be? Oh, I think it is. Yeah, okay. But I think there's a lot of nice courses. Uh, Carl Olden's a nice yeah. course. Yeah, it's a long ways to get there. It's the middle of nowhere. you got to go yeah, a long ways. Yeah, it's the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Willowbrook's got 27 holes. Right, right. 
Right. You can always get get off, tee off out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ives Hill was a nice course. We tried to play Ives Hill from the blue tees one time. 35 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Give it's, me a break. It's the greatest you, you round of my life. You over your head. We couldn't play that course from the blue tees. <laughs> I, I, I drove by Ives today. And, and, really? and, and uh, you know, I know Allison, her family, they have a home there right on 13, 12, between 12 and 13. I'm thinking, how, is he gonna, how are they going to do this? Yeah, a friend of mine, we used to go down the seaway uh, on the summertime. After 5 o'clock, you could always tee off. Not too many people there. Right. We played that. You play that Glen Seaway Golf Course? I, I have. A long time, in August. It was. Yeah, they got 18 now. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but, I, I was there. I was 18. Yeah, that was a long time yeah, ago. It was a nice course. It was a nice a course. Time. And I liked the municipal course in Clayton, too. I liked the yes, municipal course in Alex Bay. I used to do a lot of drinking back then before I played, so oh. I don't know if it helped my game or not. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you something. Whenever whenever, whenever I played 18 holes, uh-huh. and then the guys would decide, like at Carl Oden or whatever, hey, let's have a beer. Let's get something to eat oh, at yeah. the club. I said, no. I, want, I just got into the game. I don't want to. I don't want to eat a sandwich now. You think when I play Tiger Woods eats a sandwich after nine three, holes? Go ahead. About three in the afternoon. I didn't have to tee off till five, so I had quite a few draft drink beers by the time I teed. And then you're in the sun. You're, you're like you're yeah, bla- absolutely. You're, you're blasted. Summertime, yeah. Don't 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 sorry. I didn't take it that serious. A lot of guys take it way too seriously. Let me let me talk. One match with a guy. He was a half a hole ahead of us. This was a league match. Yeah. For the whole damn championship, you know. Yeah. And he was way, he got pissed off the first tee, and he never stopped to talk to any of them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I said, Stop you can't it. play this way. You can't. You yeah. have to keep an eye on the fellow. I'm, I'm going to sl- I'm going to slander someone, and he's not going to care because it's it, every. I think I think there's a lot of people who know who I'm going to talk about. But I, I know a guy. He's a good friend of mine. He doesn't live here anymore. His name is Charlie Hershey. Do you know Charlie Hershey by any chance? No, but I knew. Did you live by uh, Mr. Alvarado or something, Glenn? Yeah, Reno. Uh, Reno. Reno was Very a great nice golfer. Guy. Yeah, he's Arnold Palmer. He even looks like Arnold well, Palmer. He played in our league, and he was a hell of a ball striker. Tr- tremendous, tremendous golfer. Very yeah, good, good guy. guy. I used to play in the league with him. Hell of a nice guy. Yeah, I'm sorry he sold his house. To Did he truth. really? Yeah, yeah. He sold I haven't seen house. him since the league uh, days, but he neither can pound the booze down if he wants. Does he not? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Reno is definitely. But can, can, Reno is one of the nicest guys in the planet. Oh my God, you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. I didn't know him that well, but. He talked to me like he knew me for years. Oh, but yeah, that's the, and he worked for the city. Uh, yeah, he lived he on where I went. Yeah, but he looks just like Arnold Palmer. He's a good-looking dude, older very dude, strong guy. Very yeah, strong guy yeah. off the tee. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. boy, he was pissed I off. I could hit the ball a little bit off the tee, but the rest of my game, you never know. One time, I had a, I had a neighbor that took out uh, like this BB gun and he was shooting pigeons on, around the neighborhood, and boy, was was really pissed Reno off like you wouldn't believe. He sh- apparently he shot one of the pigeons. And he wounded the pigeon, and uh, Rena was with his granddaughter one day, and one of the one of the wounded pigeons comes along. It's bleeding all over the place. It's trying to fly around. The kid got all excited, got all upset, and rightfully so. And, and I, he yelled at me because I, I said, I, "I didn't." Reno is like, "Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa!" What Tom? He was yelling at Tom, the former. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a hell of a yeah, nice good guy, guy real good guy. Do anything for you. Too. You play anymore, Glenn? No, I haven't oh, yeah, golfed I since. Either. I got with my brothers in Jersey. The family that tied me up, so I couldn't really get back into it. It just, you know. But I enjoyed it when I played. I had a good time. I used to golf with uh, with Chris Marcello all the time uh, at uh, right? either Rustic or Bedford. And uh, talk about good golfers. Bedford, yeah. Yeah, the late great uh, Chris Marcello. I can't believe I'm even saying that, but he was yep. a very good golf. But anyway, uh, Charlie Hershey would get nothing but the best golf clubs, and one day he took a three hundred dollar uh, driver. He didn't like his shot, and he wrapped it around an oak tree. And broke it. <laughs> 
three hundred dollars. Wow! And it's like Charlie. Yeah, he can uh, get you? your temper flared. Yeah, he was. He was actually good to golf with. He was reasonable, but sometimes he just took it way, way too seriously. Yeah. And if anyone knows Charlie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, Glenn. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yep. There's a blast from the past. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? It's Lefty. Another, another little bit of thing on this whole golf gate has developed. Yeah. There must have been some type of a sweetheart deal going if this golf course is, in fact, worth over $3 million in the tax base. They've only been charged on based on 500000 That's what you were saying at the noon hour, yeah. Yeah, so how do you think that should be handled? I don't know, man. I can barely figure out my own insurance bill. What's that? You don't think there should be some type of investigation? Well, I mean, say what you want, but didn't they make a vote the other night? Is it a done deal or not? I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, an investigation of, like, if, if the city knows that the golf course is worth that amount, how come the city wasn't charging taxes accordingly? Oh, I see what you're saying. Why do you think that is? Is, is there a sweetheart deal? When you talk the difference between $500,000 tax rate and $3.4 million <laughs> tax rate, that's a 7x difference. That's that's a huge amount. Right, that's, right. That's like lawsuit amount. That's hmm. that's unheard of. That's just one more thing in here where we got to get this. We got to get this city more transparent. That's just craziness. I'm not going to harp on it. I'm going to let you go. But I really think this just needs to have some type of investigation. Hmm. You can't have it both ways. You can't say it's worth 3.4, but oh, but for the last years we've only been paying taxes on a result was worth half a million. Hmm. You just can't have it that that way. Interesting. Now, hey, I'm going to let you go. Kind of disgusting. I know. For some reason, you're just not into it. You're, if Jeff Graham was around, he'd be all into it. I'd be a best guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know if Jeff would be into it, why to tell you the truth. I don't know why you're just, like, not getting into this at all. I just can't figure why you're not. And, and again, some people suspect, like, I got to, I got to, no, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be open about it. I got a text after, yes, uh, last night's show from a water, a prominent Watertown citizen. What, so what are you afraid of? Uh, is there someone telling you not to say anything? No, not at all. Not at all. It's not yeah, Jim. I bet, I, bet you it's, I bet you it's Otis from Sackett just, just giving you the push to let it go. Who's Otis from Sackett's, by the way? You know who that is. That's his nickname. He knows who it is. It's your boss. Oh, what? and why do you call him? Oh, right. Yeah, you meant oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't call him that, but that's what he's been known for for a long time. Really? It's not just Otis. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's another word before the Otis. All right, all right. We don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, everybody knows who Otis from Mayberry is. Right. It's Otis of Sackett's Harbor. But hmm. I bet you he's telling you to... Let it slide nah, for some reason. No. He's got reasons, too. No, no. But, hey, I'm going to let you go, but it, it doesn't make sense that we're we're only getting a tax base of one, it'd be 7x to what the real value is. just doesn't make any sense at all. This gets deeper and deeper. I'm going to let you go. Bye-bye now, don't you know? Gracias. Don't you know now? Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, how you doing? Well, it's uh, Jeff Smith. It is. Oh, it's Mayor Jeff Smith going? on the phone. <laughs> so, you, you, I mean, what, what say you about all this, Jeff? I mean, you got a lot to say. Obviously, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Today. Yeah, no, don't worry about today it. Today and tomorrow, I'm, I'm out in Arizona at a neurosurgery conference. But uh, hmm. uh, you, again, you, you just got to scratch your head on this whole deal and say what is going on now. I, I kind of was listening in here uh, a, a little bit and listened to a little bit of your show from yesterday, last night. Right. You, you know, the people that say well, this started in August. Here's the reality: the first meeting that took place with Councilwoman Ruggiero, three attorneys, the two developers, and uh, uh, Mr. Mix, that took place August 31st. The council first learned of everything and the proposed $3.75 million deal in September. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so this thing has all been pushed for, pushed, pushed right through without any due diligence. I, I mean, you, you just look at the whole deal, and, and you've got to scratch your head and say, what is going on here? Um, no appraisal. The, the city attorney gives us legal advice. Right. Um, you, you've got three people that just completely ignoring it and saying, put the brakes on and say, geez, we've we got to take a look at this. Um, no question on environmental concerns, but yet this was the same group um, that had to push through and get a phase two study on where golf carts were parked. Right. Now, right. you've got known chemicals, known tanks, uh, and, and no look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find one of the most astonishing things, and I listened to your show, and unfortunately, either Mr. Dermody was completely misleading your, your callers or, or your listeners, or he just completely un, uninformed. Um, the, there was not a vote needed to allow public to speak at the meeting. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to go online, watch what Mr. Sly said, go online and look at the, the, the rules of counsel. Mm-hmm. Under Section 8321-7, mm-hmm. the powers and duties of the presiding officer, which is me, uh, I get to make determinations uh, without debate. Uh, there's no debate on how we're going to proceed and, and what, what's allowed. Now, I determined that there will be a privilege of the floor and the public will speak. In that same section, the council can overturn my, my ruling. So they actively took a vote to say, no, we're overturning the ruling that's going to allow the public to speak, and they took a vote to specifically silence the public. That is what happened. There didn't need to be a vote to allow the public to speak because I ruled that they could speak. Hmm. There was a vote that was taken to silence the public Mm -hmm. and not allow privilege of the floor. First time that I'm ever aware of that ever happening in the history of city council in the city of Watertown. Hmm. First time that's ever happened. Hmm. Uh, As for the fact, you know, people trying to say, well, the public had an opportunity to speak about this two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That's not a true statement either. Hmm. How could they have spoken two and three weeks ago when the city council themselves, we just got the deal on Friday. We just got the resolution on Friday of what was in it, what everything was about. We just got that on Friday. How could somebody speak about that before seeing the deal? That, that's not a true statement. Um, there was votes taken on, yes, we're going to proceed, but on the actual deal itself, that information did not come out until Friday. Hmm. Um, you know, So th- there's a lot of questions. Uh, the, and, and again, this deal was an asset sale. The city was buying assets. So we didn't buy a business. What does that mean? That has ramifications, too. Mm-hmm. Since we didn't buy a business, we only bought assets, all of those people with coupons out there that, that the Watertown Golf Course sold them and Mr. Lundy sold them, right. they're not valid. Wow. We didn't buy a business. We bought assets. Hmm. So they, they better go get their refund. So let, 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 me, um, yeah. I mean, let me just ask you, I mean, yeah, yeah. every now and then, because you know, you're a powerful person. I know you're not a strong mayor, but you are the mayor. You know what's going around. You know what's happening. 
you, you, you're mm-hmm. obviously clearly saying, saying all, the, all the stuff that happened from August and, uh, and so forth and so on, reiterating things. But I, I keep on hearing, Glenn, there's something else here. Well, if there's one person who would know there's something in the background that Glenn Curry and others aren't seeing, it would be you. What, what are we missing in all of this? I, I don't know. I, you know, look, uh, everybody is saying that, including myself, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Uh, the rush to get this through is just mind-boggling. At what point in time have you ever seen a council have to run and push through a $3.4 million uh, deal to buy, you know, nine hole of a golf course mm-hmm. or land mm-hmm. adjacent to Thompson Park when there's already 300 acres up there? Right. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't have that answer. To ignore the, the city attorney's legal advice, mm-hmm. and, you know, and here's the importance of that. Mm-hmm. So the legal advice was saying that the New York State Comptroller has, has given opinions that when you're purchasing property, you should get the best value for, for the city and the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is you should get an appraisal. And on large deals, which this is a large deal, you should not only get one appraisal, you should get two independent appraisals. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the importance of that? Well, if you're substantially paying more than what it's worth, you know, not a premium, oh, it's worth uh, $700,000 and we're paying a million, or we're paying a million and a half, mm-hmm. or you're paying two million, mm-hmm. uh, and it's worth a million. You're right. paying double. Right. But you're, right here, you're, you're paying well over that. Mm-hmm. If you're substantially paying more for it than what it's worth, mm-hmm. well, then that's a gift to somebody. Right. And the New York State Constitution says you can't give gifts. That's the importance of it. That's one of the reasons, in my, my opinion, why nobody wants to get an appraisal before the fact, because they'll find out, wait, this is so far and above right. what its value is mm-hmm. that these are unconstitutional gifts. Mm-hmm. The other ramification is, is, look, every council member, including myself, took an oath to uphold the Constitution of New York State. Mm-hmm. I would question whether whether that's occurring um, well, let me, let by me, rushing this through. Well, let me ask a quick question. I mean, we just found out last night yeah. through the report about this memo, uh, this concern, this letter from Sly in late yeah. uh, November. Why is that coming up after the vote? Why is that happening? Well, I, I brought it up. I brought it up at the meeting um, two Mondays ago. Not, uh, I think it was the fifth. And when I brought it up, Councilwoman Ruggiero, I, I mean, had a I don't know, I'll describe it as a, a, a fit that hmm. I brought it up saying, well, this is privileged. Well, no. The privilege lies with the members of council. So, for example, hmm. if you get a letter from your attorney, Glenn Curry, right. and your, your attorney sends you a, a, a letter in the mail, sends you an email, at the bottom they say this is you know personal and confidential. That means that if your neighbor accidentally gets the letter in the mail, or somebody you know, types in the wrong email address and somebody gets that, they can't use that information. It's not for them. It's meant for the client. Sure. In this case, the client is us, right, the city right, council. Right. This is not executive session material. Mm-hmm. It's not material that can't be told to the public in that sense that's not privileged that way. Right. In fact, the, the comptroller's opinions are all public opinions. 
they're, they're all out there in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the attorney was just saying, look, I, I've got concerns for you guys. Right. Uh, and you probably should be getting two appraisals for these reasons. Right, right. Which he laid um, out, yeah. And that's the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it again, it, it, if this is so important, and, and you heard Monday night, right. all of the information that they, all of the information that the council has, and Councilman Ruggiero asked the question, we don't have yet. Hmm. Um, they they don't have all the information from Mister Lundy. Uh, surveys aren't done. Uh, we don't have that information yet. Uh, you know, they're they're hoping, I guess, to have it by closing. You need to have it by closing. But w- again, the question is: is what is the rush to do this? Mm-hmm. We have seen the threats mm-hmm. of well, if you don't do this, I'm going to shut down the golf course. Right. And, and I brought this up on on Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, that begs the question: if you're making so much money, right? You did say this, and it's so profitable mm-hmm. what business person would say i'm making all this money i'm gonna shut it down because i'm sick of making this kind of money it sounds spiteful sounds well, spiteful. Cool business did right. they go to yeah I, I again it doesn't add up <clears throat> it just defies common sense mm-hmm. it, it really does just i mean you've heard councilman only and he said it again at, at the meeting there's so much more to this that the public doesn't know. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm asking. Later. That's what I'm asking. Well, well, why isn't he telling us? I, I guess it's. I guess we'll get that all that other information when the council gets this hydro report that we're still waiting on. Well, apparently I mean, you, did, you saw the uh, the internal memo. To, well, I don't know if it, I got it, so it's not that. But you saw what he asked the uh, today about you know getting direct electric to uh, to the customers. I'm talking about Jeff. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Well, well that was just something that the, the, the hydro committee that I, I I appointed. That was one of the recommendations that came out of that. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, that wasn't something that he came up with. It was uh, the hydro committee and, and their studies that they they've came up with uh, how we do that and in, in in the city and things like that. There's some things that we can do now. Uh, that is one of them, and, and there are other things that we can't. It was when we discussed at the work session. Uh, Staff is going to look at the immediate things that we can do in terms of hydro. What can we do right now right. without negatively affecting the contract with National Grid? Sure, sure. We're going to proceed on those, and we're going to talk about those later. Um, mm-hmm. Buying power and selling it to residents is was one of those issues. So, so that that was discussed be, bef- already. Before you go, but, I, no, 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 I just yeah. got. I just, I mean, again, do you feel like you know this has been? Uh, you've been in politics now. On and off for the last, I don't know, 30 years or so, almost, young guy. Is this the most controversial thing you've ever encountered? Are you, are you bewildered by this more than anything else? And all, the second question, do you feel ganged up on? Do you feel like you're ganged up on? You, uh, oh, no, again. that doesn't bother me. Uh, my job is to, to, to represent the public. People, you know, they bash me. They gang, that, that's fine. That's part of what you sign up for. It's, you, you hope it doesn't happen. You hope people are professional. It's changed in my my time in office, and you see that, you see crazy memes and, and nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, but uh, that's fine. My job is to represent the residents, look out for their, their short-term, and in my opinion, their long-term benefit. Right. And look, again, t- just, just taking the most recent report, 8 million gallons of, raw su- of sewage mixed with water then into the, the Black River. Right. Well, what's the reason for that? Well, when the city was initially built, 
sewer, the, the system was created, it was a combined system. Well, what does that mean? It means that rainwater and sewage. sanitary sewer, your sewage, went down the same pipe. Mm. Well, now when you get these uh, big events, because the city grew, it, it can't handle it. Right. And that overflow is discharged into the Black River. Right, right. So as we go along and do roads, we mm-hmm. have to separate it. Well, mm-hmm. that costs money. Right. Right. Wouldn't it be nice to spend this $3.4 million on more of those projects? We're doing them. That's mm-hmm. true. The mm-hmm. other side will say we're doing those. That is true. Mm-hmm. But we have so much more to do, mm-hmm. and we could be doing more. For example, the water treatment plant. Yes, mm-hmm. we have $3 million. We're doing a study on the, the filtration system, but it's going to cost millions more to get there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think spending money on a, on a um, this is is a wise investment. Mm-hmm. But to, to your question of, I, I've just never seen anything like it. Uh, I, and it, and just, it, you mentioned it you mentioned shocks the conscience. You mentioned Germany um, before. No, no, real quick because we're running out of time. I just got to ask you this. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you know, there's a lot of proponents for pools on every corner. Essentially, three pools in Watertown. We've gone over this ad nauseum forever. That's another one. Yeah. Right. So, but then, but but I just get the feeling that you know, it's, it's getting back to the ganging up. I think a lot of people just, regardless of whether or not it's a good or bad deal, it shocks me that people are, you know, on that side of the people that endorsed uh, Cliff and, for that matter, Pat Hickey a year ago or so. They're the ones that are that are behind this deal that you wouldn't think they would be because they, they'd be more interested in quality of life in their own neighborhoods. Why are they standing behind this? That's what I don't get. Why? I mean, is this just well, I, just I, because I, you didn't like it? They're, they're gonna they're gonna go, you know, at, just like wow. No, no, no. Gonna... I, I, I think it's this, and this is my opinion. There are those that live on next to Ivesell, and they just want the golf course open. Sure. And 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 and, and I don't know. I don't mean to say this in any mean or bad way. It's just a fact. It's a little bit more affluent section of the city. Sure, sure. South side. And if their taxes go up five hundred bucks a year, they're not happy but they're going to pay it, and they're going to have their golf course open. Sure. The, the people it's going to affect the most are the people living paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. th- th- that's the irony of right, it. Right. Those that uh, new pools, extra pools, and, and spending all of this money, when you run out of that money to spend, who do you think is going to be the most negatively affected by tax rate increases? Sure. Those homeowners living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad reality. That's the sad part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. It just really it doesn't make any logical sense. Uh, I, I, the two people that are making out are, are two golf course owners that are are, are getting a great Christmas present mm-hmm. um, at, at the hands of you know three elected officials. So what, what happens? Looking at this deal completely. What happens from? I mean, is, this is a done deal. I mean, say what you want about the latest report about. Well, we yeah. should have had two appraisals. Uh, we have p- people on council that said it's too late. It's done. Well, I think there's there's a lot more questions. I don't necessarily think it's too late. My understanding there's going to be a, a community group that 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 uh, may look to uh, file something in, in state supreme court. I mean, here there's just some of the basic questions that that you got to think about is. So the city owns a golf course and is, quote, operating a golf course. So what happens when the miner is out there and drinking beer and leaves and right. in an accident? Right. Yeah, held liable. liable. City. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. city self-insured. Right. I mean, these are all questions that you've got to Someone think about. Someone gets struck by lightning on the Business golf course. Who knows? About that. Yeah. They get insurance for that. Well, the city's got deeper pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, 
somebody's going to twist their ankle on, uh, you know, there was a gopher in the thing, and they're going to be suing the city, Jesus, they should have found that gopher hole. Right, 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 right. Um, Get Bill Murray. I may be stretching it out a little bit, but you've got to think of that as a municipality. Sure, sure. Um, sure. Not to mention, you probably... That there's, you're going to have a ripe case for for a citizens group to to go to court and say, "Hey, whoa, um, not all the facts were looked at here," hmm. and uh, that's where I'm shocked at it. The members of council aren't aren't really doing due diligence, getting their appraisals, listening to the legal counsel. Now everybody's, I guess, their own attorney. But you, uh, but you know what's know interesting? You know what's interesting about this? I'm just going to talk out loud here. You know, people yeah. said, "Well, the last election was a referendum against Mayor Jeff Smith." You've heard that. And again, we, we won't have an obviously we have an election next year. Sarah's leaving. I don't have enough time to ask you about that, but I will ask you now. Now they're going to fill in someone else more than likely. Who's going I don't to be, think Sarah's leaving. Oh, really? Interesting. Wow, that's big news right there. I'm glad I asked. That's me. That's okay. my opinion. Okay, and that's good because inevitably, if she does leave, it's going to be four against one, right? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Councilwoman Campbell or Campbell Pierce fulfills her term and and her pledge to the the community interesting wow my opinion okay no that's big news in itself i gotta get uh, okay so going forward and when when are you coming back Uh, you're going to be doing the shows next week no i'll be back sunday so i'll be there next week yeah awesome good good deal well jeff listen i i know this this is clearly one of the most trying uh i guess periods in your in your political career well it's not so so this is a reality it's not about me no, it's about our community. Mm-hmm. That, that that's the frustrating part to me as an individual, is when I look at this, it's very frustrating when I look at the future of our community. Three point four million for a golf course, not even counting the operating expenses, not counting um, the new capital cost to enclose things, to purchase <coughs> equipment. Right. Uh, Three plus million for a pool, not counting operating costs. Once that money <coughs> is those are not rent. Look, a pool is not a revenue generator. No, we've already got two. How much right. money have they made in the last thirty or forty years? Not, Zero. not much. Not nothing. Um, and you can't if increase this golf price. Course is, I mean, this is the irony: is if it's so profitable, right. the, the last owners didn't make, make any money. They said it. They right. were in debt. If, if it was so profitable. Uh, the current owners would be staying and, and, and keeping it open. Jeff, thank you very much. i got to um, go because we're getting But, Jeff, yeah, yeah. Uh, safe Sorry. trip back. Hey, great talk, Glenn. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, Mayor uh, Jeff Smith here on the Live at Five show. Uh, and, of course, i got to sign off here. AM 1240 WHN Watertown makes us uh, uh, officially legal. Up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Tom Fody.